push the red button if you think you're ready. I'm always ready. Here goes. A new section called the ice cream scoop. Welcome to the August 10th, 2011 edition of the Adventures in Odyssey Scoopcast, your source for the latest in Adventures in Odyssey news, still in podcast form. For those who don't have time to read, I'm your host, Kevin McCreary. Let's get started. Today, we have the final part of our interview with the one and only Brock Eastman. I know, I know, it's been too long, but we're busy guys. What can you do? Well, I'm going to go ahead and warn you ahead of time so that you know that I know that you know that I am aware of this fact, and you won't have to complain in the comments, unless you really want to complain in the comments and I just won't read them. I'm just kidding, I'll read them, it's all I do. Anyway, the fact is that this part of the interview, the final part, the third part, the best part, is actually shorter than the other two parts, and I do know that, but um, it's all we've got left after I cut out the hours and hours of Brock talking about his toe fungus, so what are you going to do? But don't fret, because in the next episode, we've got the first part of a brand new interview that we did with longtime composer and scorer, if that's how that's said, for Adventures in Odyssey, John Campbell. That's right, and I've got Garrett working on that right now. He's a good kid. So, look forward to that. But until then, please enjoy this final part of our interview with Brock Eastman, heard only here on the Odyssey Scoopcast. I see the cover here. Our audio audience can't see it, but they can see it at your website. That's right. I'm wondering uh, who these guys with green hair are. These blue people? (laughs) Yes, and who this... um, kid is so climbing that's kind up of a, onto a spaceship. Actually, an interesting story because, okay, the blue people, right? Yes. Avatar. Well, yeah. so I was a little... Oh, I, I was thinking I, Smurfs, but... Uh, Smurfs, okay. Avatar. <laughs> yeah. I, I, in you know, 2005, Avatar didn't exist. And so um, I wrote the story and my uh, sister, who actually does not uh, have a television, she was in Walmart and she saw the Avatar movie case and she calls me up and she was so frustrated Somebody stole your idea! <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 sis. That's not what happened. So anyways, yeah. either way, uh, the so publisher... James Cameron didn't steal James Cameron idea. did not steal my idea, yeah. and I did not steal his <laughs> idea. And there's no Smurfs. And, uh, but basically, um, and they're not aliens yeah. or anything like that. They are actual humans, and that's something you'll learn through the series. But my publisher and uh, I discussed, and uh, we decided to keep them blue and not change them to another color just because of Avatar. Yeah. Yeah, I went forward from there, so... I've heard a little bit about the story. I know a little bit about it, and it's quite different from Avatar. Avatar right. seems to be more about the nature and the planet right. and the, you know... It's the, got a very environmentalist. Right, yes. Yours... It's more of a... Think like Indiana Jones, City of Ember. It's uh-huh. an adventure story. It's not even really a sci-fi space story. It, sure. it, I use space as a means if you were like on a train going from one place to the next or a boat going across the ocean. Mm-hmm. My space travel is just because I have different locations, but they're divided by planets. So. Okay. I set some parameters when I wrote that kept like a reality to it so I didn't sure. get just crazy, you know, like time travel and right. uh, Star Trek phasers. And, Interesting. Know. Well, we're I'm looking forward to that. I'm sure our audience is also looking forward to reading those books. Um, especially as they relate to you, who yeah. we all know and love, and we like oh. your creativity. Um, I wanted to know, as a... Yeah, I mean, you say that you're not a writer, but you are. You have mm-hmm. written. And there are people who, they may have stories in their mind, but they're not sure how to get that from their brain onto a piece of paper. What advice would you give to aspiring authors, writers, creative minds out there? Well, 
you know, there's a lot of different styles and how people start and stop. A lot of people do a big outline and they think they've got to get all this background information down and then they start doing this outline that's massive and they start right after that. I just started typing. So uh-huh. to me, you just got to get the story out. It's in your, if you already have it, just start writing and start writing and start writing because you can go back and edit. And then the publisher's the one that ultimately goes back and edits and they're going to take things out or have, ask you to add things that you might not even have in the book in the beginning. So uh, the biggest thing is finish. Just if you have an idea, put on paper and finish. Um, yeah. Most of the, my friends who are writing have been writing for 10 years and they're nowhere near finishing because they just, and they're not going to get published until they finish. Right. So um, I you just You can't say, go with first 10 chapters and an unfinished story. Not if you're an unknown author. I yeah. mean, a known author, yeah, they go in there with, there's my idea. Yeah. Now, can I write a book on it? And they'll do it. But if you're an unknown, you need to really have that finished manuscript. And if you have that, a publisher is going to be like, wow, I can take this book, I can edit it, and I can turn around and get it impressed within a year. Because um, they want to have a product they don't have to spend a lot of time on that they can mm-hmm. turn around and sell. And I've noticed this with myself doing creative projects. Now with my podcast, I can I can do whatever I want mm-hmm. because I'm in charge. And right. I, you know. But whenever I started working for Focus and whenever I would do work for the Odyssey podcast, I couldn't be married to an idea, so right. to speak. I had other people who it reflected on them, not just me, my own creative project. So I'd work on something. And I remember the first time I got notes back from Dave Arnold about the Adventures in Odyssey podcast. Yeah. And I was devastated because I was like, you know, I'd put together these things and thought this was really funny and cool. And he wrote back and gave me this list of, we'd like to change this, that, yeah. and this. And I'm like, oh no, I, I'm awful at what I do. And, you know, I totally shut down. I felt terrible. And then I realized, well, this is how the creative process works. Right. And right. so I think that's real important for people with you writing a book. I mean, you worked on this for five years mm-hmm. and then some publishers wanting to tell you how to change it yeah. and, and make changes. But Well, and I had to get over that in the beginning. I mean, when it wasn't published, I just did a print on demand version. So my friends and family could read it. You know, I had a, a friend who read it and their feedback hurt. I uh-huh. was like, Whoa. And then I realized that, okay, what is it about? Why are you doing this project? And overall, I just wanted the best project I could come out of it. And so I took that as, okay, this is constructive. Now, how do I build off of it? How do I learn from it? Not take it something to stop me from writing. And so same with the publisher, they'll come back and say, you know, we need to tweak this and change that. And the flexibility, knowing that you want just the best product out there, um, that makes it a more cohesive team and, mm-hmm. and works better together. So well, I remember you mentioning something, and I don't remember if it was you or somebody else, but uh, originally the idea for 53 was to just have a dollar right. on the cover. Right. And um, whoever came up with that idea might have felt really bad about changing it, but, you know, eventually it had to be changed. Right. We Well, you know, there's been this talk always try to kind of come up with a theme or like an iconic image of some mm-hmm. sort that's just like representative but mm-hmm. with a little bit of you can read into this sure but, but you know simplistic simplistic yes deep. and uh we just yeah yes. yeah we determined that it's always good to have a scene we want to see the characters doing something yeah not necessarily exactly from that episode but or from the album volume but you know just kind of like here's a scene that they can relate to or they could find yeah. themselves in that scene so for 53 we came up with Emily and Matthew and Wit, and that exact scene never actually happens. Yeah. But a kid could see themselves standing next to Wit or picture themselves as Matthew looking through that money. So yeah. uh, 54 is very much the same way. You know, they're in Wit's end. It's kind of fun to see that. Well, Brock, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the Scoopcast. Yeah. It's been a blast getting to interview you and ask you these questions and find out Thanks. a little bit of a scoop on what's going to happen 
with Adventures and Odyssey and what's going on in the future in your awesome book. Uh, once again, give them the website so they can go it's check it out. Just your name? BrockEastman.com. Dot com. BrockEastman. So man, not, not men. Men. And not There's broccoli. Just... B-R-O-C-K-E-A-S-T-M-A-N.com. Awesome. Well, we'll put a link to that definitely on the Odyssey And they scoop. can get um, signed copies of Showdown with the Shepherd if they order there too. Oh, so. cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, well, thanks very much for having me on here, and I just really hope that you and I get to work together on another video project, and maybe if these kids vote for us next year, we'll win a lifetime supply of pizza! I don't think it's a lifetime supply. (laughs) It's a year supply. Yes. But, you know, a lifetime. We'll tell you guys about that coming up after these messages. (laughs) (laughs) I'm home running pizza. Well, interviewing Brock was a lot of fun, and believe me, I don't think we've seen the last of him. I look forward to maybe even doing the home run-in pizza contest again with him this year. We'll have to see. I'll go ahead and keep you guys updated if and when that happens. On a different note, I'd like to personally thank Dave Arnold and Nathan Hubler and the Adventures in Odyssey team for giving the Ceiling Fan crew the opportunity to write and produce the episode of the official Adventures in Odyssey podcast. We had a blast, and if you haven't heard it yet, go ahead and check it out at witsandblog.org. That's wit sendblog.org and thank you very much Garrett Vandenberg and Lauren Crisp especially for pulling through on that and working very hard to make sure we got that done and made it sound like awesome and one last self promotion to fill a little bit of time if you guys haven't seen it yet go ahead and check out the ceiling fans music video communicate it's on the internet somewhere I don't know where. Have a great week, everybody. And if you want to learn more about the Odyssey Scoopcast or keep up with the latest in adventures in Odyssey news, and when I say latest, I mean the latest. Jacob is really good at keeping us informed. He searches the internet, I guess, all day long to find out what's new in the Odyssey community. Check out odysseyscoop.com. And, of course, you can comment on the podcast there. Let us all know how much you enjoy the show. Until then, I'm Kevin McQuarrie. I'll talk to you guys on the flip side. Peace! It's back! What is? The show you've been missing. Which show? And this time, it's better than ever. No, seriously, dude, what show are you talking about? Early Recordings with Kevin. Early what with who? I've never heard of it. That's right. Ever wonder what Kevin did before the ceiling fan and Scoopcast? Well, I just assumed he was picking his nose somewhere. Well now, the show that gives you an inside look at the past work of Tadpole Media Group founder is back with all new early recordings with Kevin. Okay, um, not that I'm gonna listen, but what is this show exactly? I'm glad you asked. I'm sure you are. The show is hosted by Kevin. He sits in front of a mic and talks about himself. Oh. Then he plays an audio clip of a song, skit, or monologue that he did when he was a kid. Then he explains why in the world he made it and what he learned. Oh, sounds like it'd be short. Yeah, it's pretty short. Check it out soon by searching Early Recordings with Kevin in your iTunes store. You might learn a thing or two. Or not. Or not. Oh.